Welcome to the Pop-In Podcast. Here we chat with innovative leaders who've used crowdsourcing to help them lead a rapidly changing remote workforce. The pandemic has changed how leaders interact with their teams, and in most cases, those changes will be permanent. Each episode will take you into a real-world scenario where Pop-In has helped those leaders navigate through this new normal. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's get into the show. All right, I'm super excited. Today we've got Eric Johnson with us. He is the mechanical engineering manager at Medtronic, uh, and he's going to be sharing some thoughts on how he's uh, managing his teams and staying connected with his teams as we're going through everything we're going through in the last couple months with COVID. Um, Eric, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I'd love to just start by uh, hearing a little bit about you and uh, kind of your career and, and, and what brought you to Medtronic, if you're open to sharing that with us. Absolutely. So kind of by education, I'm a biomedical engineer. I had an emphasis in mechanical engineering. Um, and then I had one previous role or worked for one company prior to Medtronic, um, also in the medical device industry, but I've been at Medtronic for almost 12 years now. Um, and I have a team of 12 uh, engineers that work for me, ranging the full spectrum of experience, um, all very highly technical and uh, very engineer-like. So it's a fun team to work with. Right, right. And it's great, it's great that you're on the show today because we're talking so much about the human aspect of leadership and, and how you connect with your teams. And I don't, I don't know if most of our listeners would, would immediately think, oh, a big team of engineers is going to be someone that's really focused on that, but we know that you are, so I'm really happy that you're here. Can you tell us a little bit about what your work environment's been like for the past couple months with COVID? And um, you know that some of your team maybe is off-site, some on-site. What, what have you been dealing with uh, in, and what has been your office setup? Yeah, well, I think you know, working with engineers, this has been quite a significant change. Um, engineers, they prefer predictability, they prefer routine. And this whole COVID-19 um, season has been anything sort of but that. So it's been critical for me to kind of reach out to the team and find different ways to support them um, and use basically kind of all the tools at, at my disposal as a leader to, to fully support them both on their projects, but also as, as individuals. Um, you know, and we also collaborate with a lot of other groups. Um, and so trying to find ways to empower my team to work well with those other groups that are globally and they're still adjusting to their current environments, um, you know, Israel, um, Germany, you know, places like that, they're, they're adjusting to their different COVID season. And so it's kind of blending those teams together and finding ways to sort of drive those efficiencies and continue to meet the business needs because being in the medical device industry, it's not like we could slow down production. It's not like we could slow down development. Um, our needs and our work goes on and our project deliverables are still important to keep driving during this challenging season. Right, absolutely. And our... our have, are you still in the office? Uh, is your team still in the office? Or are they mostly working from home? Uh, the majority of my team is able to work from home. It's almost like uh, on a given week, they'll go in for a day or two when they can need to be in the lab. You know, mechanical engineers by trade, they want to be in the lab. They want to be tinkering, you know, working with machines, get their hands on some stuff. And that's a big part of their work and their design. But they've had to adjust to doing a little bit more of the work at home, bringing stuff home. 
um, doing some analysis more at home than kind of in the lab. Um, so we've been mostly home. I would say the majority of my team is at home about 75 to 80% of the time. Um, and that's, and that's been a big okay. change you know, with, with, with a large team and a large range of seniority. There's different, you know, family aspects that go into that with kids and spouses and just breaking an engineer's routine is, is enough to sort of throw things off a little bit. So finding ways to navigate and reestablish some, some good routines and some good tools to help drive and continue project success has been important. So I would bet uh, for a lot of the people listening, even being in the office 25% probably seems like a lot for, for most that have been kind of quarantined at home. So as you're, you know, working from home, uh, coming into the office, coming into the office has its own set of concerns um, with safety and, and social distancing. So how are you with, you know, you keep mentioning the tools, how are you creating kind of a safe space for people to voice maybe some of these concerns or things they're worried about? Um, what, are, what are you doing to stay connected with your team? Yeah, you know, being, being a large company, we have, you know, sort of the Zoom and the WebEx, you know, video meetings. Um, but that even using the video aspects of those tools was a change for my team. And so what we learned pretty quickly is we thought, you know, as a leadership, we thought maybe we need to drive more of those video type meetings. Um, but we learned there wasn't a, much of a value add and most people actually didn't prefer the video aspect side of things. And so we kind of continued those routine meetings. Um, but we had to find additional ways to sort of reach out and get voices of the team. We can't have those one-on-one -on -one hallway conversations anymore. Um, you know, those informal right. prompt through conversations. So how can we reach out and get their voices? Um, and that's kind of one of the areas that I've most used pop in and to leverage is getting, ensuring that I'm getting my entire team's voice, but also taking it down a level in details. One of the things that I appreciate about the tool, you know, we have our standard corporate surveys that drive engagement and check-in and stuff like that. But a lot of those are multiple choice answers, canned answers. Um, what I've done with my team is I've structured them um, with more routine check-ins, just, hey, how's it going? You know, what are you feeling? If you could describe, you know, your current feelings in one word, what would it be? Or what is one thing that's going really well for you? Or what's your one biggest, you know, challenge when it comes to the workplace? But what that does, you know, even with a team, you know, 12 isn't a huge team, but that puts enough squares, you know, I can just picture the WebEx with all of their faces up on the squares. And you're only hearing from a few voices, um, whether that's just, you know, technology cutting in and out, or whether that's just a personality trait where some people are more willing to speak up and put themselves out there or not. Or even something that we've learned about is even just household distractions as we've had to adjust to this remote environment. Maybe there's a dog barking and it distracts, you know, one of my employees, or maybe there's a kid needing some support on homework. And so you're not getting the full voice, but using the pop-in, it provides a great tool. One, it provides the anonymous um, aspect to it, which I, I've always used anonymous, and I, I really appreciate that aspect too, because I feel like it draws more out of my team. Um, it helps them, be more, <clears throat> helps them be more candid and detailed and thorough in their answers and not hold back. Um, but additionally, it gives them a chance to sort of answer on their own terms. So whether I respond to this pop-in, you know, immediately when it comes out to me, or if my kid's bugging me for this hour and I need to be on a class, I can chime in in an hour and my voice is still going to be heard. It allows a little bit more of that flexibility to still, my input's, input's going to be heard, but I have the flexibility on um, the timing for when I'm going to put that input in there. Um, so it just really helps me so you, build the 
category. Okay. So you, you, you talked about something that I find really interesting because I know a lot of companies do engagement surveys. They do survey monkey, that type of stuff. And you're right. A lot of it is, you know, tell me how you feel on a one to five scale or they give you set answers. So you're talking about, if, if I'm, if I'm hearing you right, you're talking about using crowdsourcing, a, a tool like Popin to actually look at, possibly look at those results you got back from a survey and then really dig in and and find out what the real meaning behind some of those answers were or to try to look for the nuggets. Has has there been anything? Like do you have an example that that you know you dug into something that came off a survey that that the answers really surprised you or made you question the survey answer uh and, and you got a lot of that much deeper understanding from what came out of the pop-in? Yeah, absolutely. The, the pop-in tool, the highest value, it's really, you know increased in value for me and my team with this COVID-19 and the routine check-ins, but sort of my baseline of where I started with was the follow-up on those engagement surveys. Um, so I would get these results um, and they would still leave it open of, okay, now manager, go and do your follow-up. What, what are your action items for this? Um, but it, it doesn't really give a kinda whole lot like, of Kind of like a, how are you going to, how are you going to fix it? Like, let's say you got a, a medium score on communication that comes down like, okay, Eric, you got a three out of five on communication and you're like, well, what the heck does that mean? How do I make it a five? Uh, is, that, like, is that kind of what you mean? Yeah. One, one common one is uh, getting work done around here is easy. And so I'll get a one to five skill rating in that. And then I'll say, okay, often, you know, working for a large corporation, there's a number of things that perhaps make work a little more challenging to get done. But if I score low in that, the expectation is that I would find ways to help hopefully increase that score. Um, but if I'm just getting a one to five, knowing where to go from that is challenging. And each team perhaps is running into different barriers or stress points of what is making the work hard to get done. By using the pop-in tool, I can follow that up and say, hey, this was our, we scored a 73, you know, for engagement on getting work done around here. What is one thing that um, makes work hard for you in your role? Or I could, you know, ask it more on the positive side, or what is one thing we can change to make work easier to get done. And often I'll ask both to try to see if they align or different. And then my team sees everyone's responses and they're allowed to, you know, use the like button to vote them up or down. And so it's real easy to find, okay, obviously this one has 12 votes. Everyone agrees this is the biggest burden or this one has 12 votes. This is clearly the, what they're missing that would really help them be successful in their current role and making work easier to get done. Yeah, and I could see, I could see you sitting in a room with your team, you know, even if you have 30 or 40 people in a town hall or something like that, and asking like, all right, well, what do we need to work on? And no one really wanting to be that one person that stands up and is like, well, this is the issue, or this is what we need to overcome, especially if you're in a situation where maybe your manager is the one that, that set up the rules, and that's what you're saying needs to change, because they don't want to get in trouble. So that I, I, I guess that's where you're saying the anonymity is a big deal there. Yeah, it, you know, it just, whether it's directly related to the manager or not, often employees will still be hesitant because well, maybe it's not my manager, but it's the one above them or it's the corporate one. And I don't want to be the voice that is putting down the organization or leadership or anything that might make it look like they're the reason that work is hard to get done around here. And so they'll, they'll reserve and they'll shy back and they won't chime in in those answers. But the, when it's anonymous and truly anonymous, it, it gives them that empower and that confidence that I can share my voice 
and it can be heard, but I don't have to fear any repercussions or knowing, oh, hey, that was employee A, B, or C. It's still, I'm helping the company reach a better state, but I have the confidence that I can do this and not have to worry about what people think of me after that point. Right. So with people at home more, right, which is a, a kind of unnatural state for your team, how you're talking about, I'm sure, you know, you, you would highlight wins and highlight breakthroughs and new efficiencies and all these things that you'd normally do in kind of team meetings. With everybody um, at home, what are you, what are you doing uh, in that, on that angle of how, how are you recognizing good work and, and highlighting new efficiencies or maybe trying to find ways to improve best practices? For those of us that have groups that let's say are crushing on our engagement surveys, but we just constantly want to improve, um, what are you doing uh, from a management or leadership side for, for that? Yeah, when, when we first switched to this, this remote side, it was, I was quick to respond with a pop-in because although we had many tools to work remotely as mechanical engineers, this was a larger change for my group than perhaps some other groups. Um, so rather than making assumptions of my own and assuming their work environment is like mine or their challenges are, are like mine, I wanted to quickly get a response to that. And that was a nice thing about the pop-in is I didn't have to wait months for the engagement survey results I had a few targeted questions, I'd send those out and I could get answers in days or weeks, depending upon the timeline that I set on it. Um, but it, what was important to me was to keep sort of the, the positive attitude up, the optimism up, the hope up. So I always tried to find a way to balance of both asking, what are the challenges you're facing? Because we need to navigate those. But I also would follow them up with questions like, what are you most proud of our team doing during this difficult period? Um, what is one mm -hmm. thing that has been a positive outcome from you working in this new environment. Um, and I think it's really important to how make did they, sure. How did they respond to that? How did uh, they respond to the, the one about the, the team? Did you find that they would actually say, well, hey, Frank just did this and almost where it turned into like a recognition session where people were kind of just recognizing good work or, or what, what kind of responses did you get? I got a mix of responses of everything from individual recognition to just general team appreciation. And it was a good reminder, you know, when it was on the individuals, that had to be so uplifting and encouraging for them to say, hey, I'm doing this work, or I went above and beyond. I went in the office when someone couldn't or wasn't comfortable going in the office and someone said, hey, Frank went in and did that. That was so awesome. He's getting that recognition and that encouragement for that. But also just the general, hey, we're in this together as a team kind of thing and pointing out things like, oh, uh, we're still staying connected. We're all keeping a positive tone. You know, we're quickly aligned. Um, we're still finding solutions in spite of these changes. And our projects are still having successes. And so there was, you know, yeah. just a, there's a long list of things that were highlighted of, hey, there's so much uncertainty and things we don't know about, but here's what we're doing still in spite of all of that. And let's celebrate that. I love that because, you know, as, as leaders, right, sometimes, Sometimes it's a double-edged sword. You give recognition to someone on your team and then the rest of the team is like, well, why wasn't that me? And it could, it could actually end up that nobody wants to sit next to that person at lunch, right? Because <laughs> it's like, well, you know, you got recognized and I didn't. And so that can actually cause a divide sometimes with teams. And I think even promotions can do that where they can cause a divide in the organization because three people might be up for the promotion, but only one person gets it. So what you're talking about here is peer-based recognition, which has to feel great 
uh, to the employee because it's the people that are sitting on the left and right of them that are pointing out the good work they're doing. And I think that would, just hearing you talk, I think that psychologically would really pull the team together uh, a lot more. Have you ever used it just for pure recognition like that? Yes, we, we, we do use it for recognition. And often I'll start many of my meetings um, in person with a verbally asking, hey, what verbal recognition do you have now? But I'll also kind of on the off week, I can use the pop-in tool for, hey, what are some recognitions now? And you'll find that you get far more recognitions through using the tool than verbally. I think it's weird, you know, I think for whatever reason, especially in the engineering world, to be sitting across from someone and, you know, it still happens and my team is still good at it, getting better at it, but saying, hey, Frank, you did really good there. For some reason, maybe there's some level of uncomfortableness or whatever, but the cascade that you find from using the pop-in tool, and that's one of the things is everyone sort of sees the responses, but they're anonymous. And so if they see, oh, Frank did this. Because they're like, hey, who, who said that great thing about me? And they don't know. Yeah, so they don't know who says it, but then they'll say, oh, you know, Frank did that. But also, you know, this other person, Steve, went into this other thing too that was just like that. And so they'll chime in and they'll add Steve, you know, so it can kind of build on itself. It's good reminders. So if they're going through thinking of their answers or thinking, uh, where can I recognize someone? And they look down below and they say two or three items. They're like, oh yeah, those are pretty cool. But I actually have two that are equal to that or that deserve even more recognition to that. I got to throw those down there. So it helps generate ideas and create that safe place to build off of what's already been laid there by other people. That's great. That's great. So we're uh, only a couple more questions here before we're out of time. Are there, are there things that, that you have put into place as a leader in the last two and a half months with COVID that you're like, man, I'm absolutely going to take that practice, you know, past quarantine and, and make it a staple of my leadership style, um, you know, pop in or non pop in Lo love to hear just about maybe these things COVID made you do uh, to react uh, that you maybe never would have done before, but now are like, actually, that works so great, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, there's definitely a couple of things in that area. Um, so as I mentioned, with the uncertainty, when this first happened, I responded with the pop-in pretty quickly because I wanted to get a, a feel of the pulse of things. And I think people just in change management in general, that early check-in um, is valuable saying, hey, what's your sort of baseline, no matter what the change is, whether it's COVID-related or organization or procedural related, finding an opportunity to get my team's voice and just saying, hey, here's a safe place to vent. What's your gut reaction to this? You know, then as they carry on up the change curve and they get more information and more aware of it, having an, a tool to check in where they can still provide that candid feedback. Because early on in change, sometimes that's when we can still influence a little bit the direction of the change or at least influence the support we put in for our team. Um, so one of the things that I, I take away from this is doing, regardless of the change, is doing some of that early check-in, um, sending a follow-up later on saying, hey, we're kind of halfway through or we're a little ways into this. Where are you feeling now? What information are you missing? That was a, a good question that I learned to add to my sort of pop-in repertoire is what was not communicated communicated clearly to you or what information was missing and now I'm able to relay that to myself if it's something that I'm driving or up the chain to to higher level management of saying hey your communication your email com communication went out these are the points that stood out to them but they still have these few gaps consider addressing that sort of in, in your next response um, I love that and then it, I love that 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 where where do you need more clarity kind of a question right I love that Yep. And the other thing that one of the things that highlighted was more touch points. So I, I kind of had a, a every three week 
cadence of check-in with my team for one hour. Um, but with the response to this sort of COVID season, we've been checking in twice a week for a shorter period of time. Um, and everyone across the board has said, we like this better. So one of the changes that I'm gonna make, wow. whether we remain remote or back in the office, is changing my meeting style from being, as opposed to one longer meeting less frequently, to doing a few shorter meetings more frequently. That's good, and you're going in as a leader, you're going in with more knowledge of where they're really at on the different topics from the, from the crowdsourcing that you've done ahead of time. Exactly. I love that. All right, well, this is great. Is there anything um, that I haven't asked you that maybe you wanna close us out with here? And, and you know, that said, really appreciate your time. I know how busy you guys are um, in the industry you're in and all the work you're doing, we're so thankful for. So uh, anything you wanna close us out with? Yeah, I just, I just want to kind of close in in something that's been, you know, kind of something that's been important to me all along, but has grown within me throughout this whole season is the personal aspect of each employee um, and finding different ways to reach out to them. So some employees in email is all they want. They just want to read the email and kind of be done with it. Other, you know, employees want meetings and they want, you know, just I'm going to go to the meeting. I'm going to listen to it. I'm kind of good with that. I'm fine speaking up in the meeting. There's other employees that are a little more, you know, reserved in meetings or don't prefer meetings in much. And, you know, I think it was like the sort of the Facebook generation where they want to communicate through more of that sort of crowdsourcing platform. So as a leader, it's kind of opened my eyes as I've been navigating this and trying to check in on with my employees on the personal level and individual on how they're doing. It's been interesting to highlight and see that as a leader, we need to leverage all of these tools to best reach our teams because different people are going to respond differently to different things. And so being that sort of taking that active approach to leadership and leveraging all those tools um, is something I encourage other leaders to do to really reach the full team. And then we already highlighted it, but I think it's worth, you know, bringing it up again. It's finding ways to celebrate some wins and get some recognition. It's so easy in the media and in frustrations that, you know, with changing environments or any changes or concerns about going back to work or not back to work. Um, take time to still focus and celebrate some wins. Because um, there are some good things that are going on at my company, like I'm sure there are at other companies. There are people that are going above and beyond or the extra mile. You know, there are products that are being delivered. There are people that are being helped. So take that time to give that recognition because I think it goes a long way to driving employee engagement. I think that's such a great point that what you're doing and what you've described in this podcast today is a way to start instilling a culture where you as the leader are, are demonstrating to your team that I value when you guys lift each other up, when you guys point out where, where people you're sitting next to are doing a great job, I value that and I want you to keep doing that and I'm giving you a forum to do that. Over time, that uh, lift others kind of a culture really makes great companies. So once again, Eric, thank you so much uh, for being on the call with us today. Uh, I learned a lot listening to you, and I think our audience did as well. So thank you so much. Thank you. Happy to be a part of it. You've been listening to the Pop-In Podcast. Make sure you come back as we continue the crowdsourcing conversation with another industry leader. For more information on our platform, please go to popinnow.com. See you next time.